Hey, everybody, and welcome to the American Citizens Podcast. My name is Gray. I'm joined by Josh. Josh, good afternoon. My good cousin, afternoon, my indeed. Yeah, good afternoon, indeed. Manchester City have played two games since we last spoke with you. They rather easily defeated Man- or, uh, West Ham United on the weekend and then ran into... Their greatest continental foe, Lyon, salvaging, I think you could say, a 2-2 draw on the on the road to clinch City's spot in the last 16, though they still have a bit of work to do, a, a very small amount of work to do to secure the top spot in the group. So, I think what we'll go with is we'll start, we'll do this in chronological order, mostly because there, I, you know, maybe you disagree but the West Ham game is just another one of those games where there's not a ton to say about it, in, other than the fact that, once again, they didn't really play all that well. They they, they played for about 35 minutes. Yeah. That was all they really needed to completely dismantle our, our poor old friend Manuel Pellegrini and, and his, his side. Yeah. It, actually, one less than that, really. Um what do you say about West Ham? I mean, it's not. I think the thing. Yeah, I think the thing. The sum of their parts. The good thing about West Ham is that Leroy Sané, uh, even if it did take until you know about the ninety third minute or so, uh, he did net a brace in that game, and you know you've been kind of waiting this year to see what's going to happen with Leroy, how Pep's kick in the ass was going to work for him. Was it, was this going to uh, inspire him? Was this going to motivate him? Was this going to uh, let him get up in his head? And, you know, for better or worse, uh, Guardiola's really managed to, to, to navigate these situations quite well. If players are unhappy, the, I mean, the last person we even heard about being unhappy was Sergio Aguero, and I don't think that's the case anymore, man. <laughs> like, I, I think he and Pep have found a way to coexist together. Um, if nothing else, Aguero's certainly reaping the benefits of it. I'm sure he's ticking the bonuses in, in his contract off quite nicely. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was. I, I guess that would be what I would say about that. It was. It was sort of nice to see Leroy Sané, and, and and it's also nice to see City sort of navigating these situations again without Kevin De Bruyne. You know, like it for for as unfortunate as Kevin De Bruyne's season has been, uh, you would think that with with the as well as the other teams in 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 the uh, country are playing in the league. Uh, both apply. Um, you, you would think that 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 may have, you know, City might be a little bit, and, and they still are neck and neck with some of these other teams. But you know, I mean, how many games have they actually like actually really missed him? Not many. Probably maybe that Leon game. The Leon games probably would would be my answer to that. And maybe he could have helped them against Liverpool, but. Yeah, but Liverpool should have been a win anyway. They should have won that game anyway. Yeah. Every, every, those are we just listed their all but one of their draws because the other draw at Wolves, I believe he played in that game. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He didn't. No. Okay, so they missed him then too. Fine. Okay. Well, whatever. Okay, they missed him then too. 
He got hurt earlier than I remember. Um, but that's yeah. how crazy the season has been. You know, he's it's really like they. Yeah. He's basically been a non-factor, and yet they have not lost in the league, and they've lost once overall. Um. So yeah, it's just they they didn't. They didn't have to try that hard. They're yeah. they're they're gonna play better games than that too. It's, it's, it's almost amazing how ruthlessly efficient they are at this point. It's just, it just doesn't seem to matter what. Oh, I know we'll get there, but here's the part that bugs me about that Lyon game. Okay, Lyon go up really really late in that game to the point where you're like, all right, now I'm pissed. Like. <laughs> like seriously guys like I know they were leaving three up there but I mean in Laporte I mean you can't say enough about Laporte like I mean there's only so much the guy can do beyond a certain point but 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 that's neither here nor there what I was going to get at is the minute Leon score then City are like ah yes we also need to score and then they do just as simple as that yep. they're like ah we need a goal Go. I noticed that. Too. I noticed like, that too. It's just like that was such a weird game because they did get outplayed, like at certain points, pretty comprehensively. They were, and it was like couldn't adapt to what they were doing, they even though it was for, for a lot of that game. Um, and they, the thing is, I I'm old enough to remember when Guardiola came to England that it was, oh, look at the NL. He's, he's signing a bunch of short people, um, all these little short technical players. This is the English game. We, you need power. You need an engine room. So both of City's goals came off set pieces. And that's well, not the first time that's happened. No. They beat United last year away off two set pieces. Um, they have gotten really good at leveraging those situations to their advantage. Yeah, and the addition of Laporte, too. What a year I'm, he's having. God! Even better than I thought he'd be. Oh, Jesus, man. I didn't think I could be in love with a, uh, a central defender as much as I am. Well, I mean, you know, Vinny. But I didn't think I would. I guess what I meant to say is I didn't think I'd get that attached to Laporte that quickly. But I'm like, this guy has changed the complexion of what City can do. They really, he really has. Like, they're, they can feel so much more comfortable committing numbers forward because they now know that in addition to having somebody who's got pace, in addition to, to having somebody who's just brilliant on the ball, this is a guy who's fundamentally sound at defending. He is actually a good defender. And he's got that David Luiz offensive defender abilities about him as well, where you know David Luiz can't defend anything going backward, but put him up in a set piece and he's drilling him in. Uh, so, so City sort of have this this wunderkind, if you will, uh, in Laporte, and it's it's. It's quite nice. I actually feel really bad for Otamendi. Yeah, really. He's become something of an afterthought, and not really by any fault of his own. After signing a new contract, too. He's just been played out of the side, basically, is what happened. Like, 
there's he hasn't really done anything wrong. Mm-mm. He hasn't done anything wrong at all. He just so happened to run into two defenders who are uh, have a perfect working relationship and have some of the best form, if not the best form in the entire country. Um, Probably in the world. Yeah. Right. You find you'd be hard pressed to find a center back pairing that operates as efficiently as Stones in the port. Mm-hmm. And there's just no reason to mess with that. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate for Otamendi, and someone. He's going to get changed, though. The thing is, the schedule actually hasn't really. It's about to pick up, because um, we, we're we're about to hit the festive season. They're not going to have more than a week off until January. So they play on the 1st, the 4th, the 8th, the 12th, the 15th, the 18th, the 22nd, the 26th, the 30th, and then the 3rd of January, and then they get 11 days. And I don't even think they get 11 days there. I think it's just that the, the, the FA Cup uh, fixtures aren't out yet. So, yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're going to have – and not to mention the fact that if they advance in the League Cup, I'm pretty sure they're going to lose another one of those open dates. So – Basically, even as much as they have played lately, the games are going to be coming really fast and furious at this point, and everybody's going to have to play. And not just the games, but the big games. Um, Chelsea in a week away, big game. Um, A week after that, they host Everton, pretty big game. Um, Fast forward to January 3rd, last shot at Liverpool for the season in the league. Huge Mm -hmm. game. They win that game. You know, I don't know where the table will be by that point. But you you got to imagine if well, they'll have played Chelsea, then they'll have everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll have played everybody, and they'll be done with Liverpool. And if they can win that game, that's four out of the six available points against Liverpool, and no defeats. Um, and then after that, you have to go to United. But the rest of yeah. the league games are not away league games. You're done with the top six. You might, yeah. The way United are going, you might be done with the top six anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, it, as it currently stands, United are not in the top six. Well, I don't, I'm not sure where Everton are at right now. Um, they still have to go to Everton. But, you know, you're, you're looking at a team that after next week will have played their toughest away games of the season already. And we'll probably still be atop the team. You know, I shouldn't say that because God knows what could happen. But, you know, if they beat Chelsea, they yep. will still be atop the table. And United United are in seventh. Got it. And <laughs> they are the only team, mind you, inside the top 11, uh, well, top 10, that have uh, a negative goal differential. In fact... They are the only team, aside from 11 on down, that have a negative goal differential. Like, yeah, that's that's about that's about right. Um, and now like, they'll be without Alexis Sanchez for the next six weeks. Oh no! It, you know they haven't been playing him anyway, so what difference does it make, huh? You know, can we take two can, minutes can, and just talk about? Dodging that bullet. I would love, I would love nothing more than. I, I saw your tweet. That I'm opening the door for you, please. 
Oh, which tweet? I forget what I said exactly. It was something to the effect of I really can't be bothered to be upset about uh, Alexi Sanchez. Uh, because, you know, after he turned down the city payday, in fact, I kind oh, of... Yes, been... yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say that I take a lot of joy in well, Sanchez turning down city for a bigger paycheck and getting the absolute crap sandwich that he's gotten at Man United, but I definitely took a lot of joy out of that. I would love to... Uh, not to, right? It's I hard not to... Just, like, force-feed him some, some truth serum and just, think, you know... Alexis, do you have any regrets from your past year? No such thing as true serum. That's just movies. <laughs> Sorry, I just did doing my Ant Man and Wasp yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I would just love to like just like, hey Alexis, tell me about your year. What kind of mistakes do you think you've made over the last year or so? Do Do you feel like there's maybe been any decisions where? I don't know, perhaps you had one opportunity and then you had another opportunity and maybe you feel like, did I take the wrong opportunity? Because if not, you should. But at the same time, look, man, I, I, I really wanted Alexis at the time. And I'm not actually 110% convinced that he's actually this bad. I, I don't, I know there's drop-offs, and 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 what once you hit a certain age, but, but I mean, eh, I had on one hand rule out Mourinho. Yeah. On, on one hand, he walked in there having played a lot of football in his life. On the other hand, that situation seems to be turning toxic for everyone. Mourinho has managed to turn Paul Pogba into a boring football player. And 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 it's hard to you know people. <laughs> Especially with the Copa America going back to back like they did because they had to have that, you know, uh, North America, South America tournament. Um, it, it just Chile played so much football. They just played so much football over the past bit. And, and there's no doubt that Alexi Sanchez was run ragged. He was also the main focal piece uh, for Arsenal. Um, but, I mean, it's hard not to look at what Mourinho's done with the talent he's been given. I mean, Romelu Lukaku, like, <laughs> I was 95 million, and the last time the guy scored was like, I don't even know. I, I, I There was a tweet, and I was having fun with it, but it was so long ago, I can't even remember. Well, it wasn't that it was that long ago. It was just so many tweets ago for me. Um, but it was something like the number of days since Romelu Lukaku scored, and, and, and it's just like a lot of crazy crap has happened in between now and then. We were like, damn, it has been that long? Sometimes I forget he's there. Yeah. It's, it's just, and you know, there's a lot of, you know, Martial's a player I've always liked a lot, and he's just sort of, eh. Um, this I, the whole I, situation is really just not great for for a creative player to be in. No, and and I don't I don't understand how the United board are watching this and saying, you know, we're definitely on the right path here. Like this this is where we need to be going. 
And it just baffles me that sports can be like that, you know? A year removed from giving him a new contract when everyone with a brain saw this coming. It's like, why? You know, in the same way the Mets are going to Mets, it appears that United under, you know, in this, in this Woodward Glazer era, like, this is going to be what they are. And, and United fans who were just thinking like, oh, our club is amazing. That's why, like, we're just amazing. No, you had one of the best managers in the game for a ridiculous run. Just an absolutely ridiculous run. And you are now finding out how hard it is especially in world soccer to go out there and, and, and grab somebody that can not only improve the fortunes of your team, but also navigate recruit instill a philosophy. There's so much that goes into being these technical directors. And, and you look at Pep and how hands-on he is with everything. You know, he, he's personally calling players during the transfer windows and, and talking to these players it's a. Uh, it just seems to me that Mourinho can't be bothered with this. He didn't get what he wanted in the transfer window and through his customary fit. He doesn't. Manchester United. He he thought. I think he always thinks the game has changed on him for one thing. Yeah. The players aren't the same. Managerial power is not the same. Player power is more than it used to be. You know, when he was at Chelsea. They basically gave him whatever he wanted and whoever. He still fell out with Abramovich. But when he was at, you know, when he was at Porto, he was the guy. Um, and when he was at Chelsea, because, you know, for all the history that Chelsea have, um, when Mourinho arrived at Chelsea, they hadn't won in a long while, and they would, were willing to do basically whatever he wanted and give him whatever he wanted. He was the club. He was the face of the club. He was... That was him. When he walked into Real Madrid, um, well, for when he, he, he <laughs> Inter first, I forget Inter, where he was once again basically the man and he won the Champions League, walks into Real Madrid, an institution that was not going to bend to his will. He won the league by a lot, but he got run out of there by basically his own players. Um, Goes back to Chelsea, where he's a damaged figure. And he goes to United, another institution. Whether you like it or not, they're one of the most famous football clubs in the world. They will exist that way before Mourinho, and they will continue to exist that way after he leaves. Once again, finding it very hard. Not to mention a, uh, a fan base that demands the sort of stylistic football that he's just not going to deliver on a regular basis. Um mm -hmm. And this, and thus, you have another situation where he has met a club that is just not going to bend to his almighty will, and players who are not going to bend to his almighty will, and everybody gets unhappy. And this is the natural development of that situation. And frankly, it's not all his fault. As long the board there don't really know what they're doing on the footballing side of things. They're no. businessmen. It's a group of businessmen running a football club. At yep. United, the brand will always be above all else. 
I mean, when you look at the buck, when you look at the Buccaneers and the direction in which they're headed, it's these things. These things speak for themselves, you know. As long as Sir Alex Ferguson was involved in that club, they were okay on the football side because he'd figure it out. He was that good. I don't think people properly appreciate how he was the thread that held that club together. The second he walked out the door. It felt the shit. And that was not just David Moyes' doing. David Moyes sucked as Manchester United manager, but they could have brought in a lot of people who also would have ended up sucking. And the fact that they have brought in two respected managers on a European stage in, um, in, in Van Hall and Mourinho, whether they're past it or not, these aren't nobodies. And neither of them no. could fix it. Or, frankly, particularly come close to fixing it. They haven't come close to winning a title. They finished second last year, but at no point did they ever look like they were going to challenge for the title. Nope. And they're not going to do it this year. No, they're not even going to come close they're to doing it. They're, they're yeah. going to be lucky to finish fourth this year. And ah. so... Is this is this the final year for Jose Mourinho, or do you think United United could? If they don't make top four, then he will be out the door. They will fire him. If you they think? make top, if they do, I think they have a more challenging decision. Because I do think that the United board is that is that stupid that they're going to look at a fourth place finish as well. You know, target achieved. Yeah, Champions League, we're good. Yeah, all we yeah. need to do all we need to do is recruit, and the rest will fix itself. I mean, you'll recall Van Hall lost his job when he missed the Champions League. Moyes lost his job the day after it was mathematically confirmed that United couldn't make it to the Champions League. That's all they care about. They've made it transparently, fundamentally clear. That's the goal. If you finish, t- if you finish fourth. You have achieved what Manchester United have asked of you in this season. The end. Which is just... It's mind-blowing. It is. Every other club has more... You know, Liverpool are out-ambitioning Manchester United at this point. Liverpool have said this season, we expect to win the title. Yeah, and frankly, I think that their brain trusts are going to be disappointed if they don't do it. I don't think United's brain trust will care as long as they finish in the top four, which might, you know, I would say they have a real uphill slog. You know, where does it get better? What What's going to happen at Manchester United in the next two, three months that's going to suddenly turn things around? Here's, here's like, what I... They're drawing what? home to Crystal Palace. I want to I wanna point something out here, okay? You talk about top four right now, Okay. United would need 19 goals to to even just I'm sorry t- Tottenham have Tottenham have a a a goal differential of 12 um so so but I mean where are you going to get the goals to beat these teams goals for I mean City are just on a different planet but Liverpool 26 Tottenham 23 Chelsea 28 Arsenal, 28. Man United, 20. Goals against, 21? Like, 
United have surrendered more goals than every other team, ex- than, than every team except for West Ham, Cardiff City, Huddersfield, Burnley, Southampton, and Fulham. Those are the only teams in the Premier League that have given up more goals than Manchester United. And that's the thing, isn't it? The one thing you could always count on from Jose Mourinho, even when everything else was boring as sin. Defense. They wouldn't give up goals. And they're leaking. They're up goals. They face Liverpool away in two weeks. And we know what he's going to try to do. He's going to try to park the bus. Mm-hmm. But his bus isn't working this year. No, no, no. I could fully see Liverpool. Bus from last year. After Liverpool breached them once, I could fully see them just like the heads drop. Mm hmm. And they knock and they score. Yeah, throw on Fellaini. But you know, if, you know, (laughs) you have to see Liverpool as a clear favorite in that game. If you don't, you're smoking some stuff that I really... I mean, I mean, you look at this weekend. They're going to Southampton, who's... Mark Hughes is currently doing his able best to take them down. And I sit here and I'm like, would I be shocked if Southampton's on a point? You know, no, I wouldn't. That's the point that we've reached. They shouldn't have beaten young boys. No. De Gea bailed them out. Against young boys at home. And if that doesn't sum up where Manchester United are at right now, then nothing. Do you think Tommy De Gea regrets staying? Um, I mean, we'll find out soon enough. He's got a decision to make. If they lose De Gea, I think it's over yeah. for United for for foreseeable future. I mean, he had, he's been bailing them out so often over the last couple of years. Let's let's talk about Leon, shall we? Because this is this was you know you watch the first game at home, Leon win two one, and you're like, oh well, that was dumb. But you think, okay, well, Pep will fix it for next time. Second time, they were probably even more dominant than they were the first time, and City were lucky to get out of there with a the point. I, let me start with this question. Is Guardiola have a point with because every time that something like this happens in the Champions League, he's quick to remind everyone that European football is a lot tougher than the English media wants us to think it is. You know, these second-rate teams like Lyon, who are they're second in Ligue 1, but they're 15 points behind PSG and have dropped points in like six six matches. Does he have a point, or I mean, I suppose you can have a point while also saying that he's teams like Leon, so... Uh, yeah. Your take in general. He, sure, he has a point about as much as you can have a point in saying that a professional... You can say that really about any professional team. Oh, this should be a tough game. Well, if you have two teams uh, uh, that are good, then yeah, okay. I mean, at a certain point, like... <laughs> I mean, even even a, a a three and nine team, you know, in the NFL will 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 occasionally get a win over, you know, the the Raiders will beat somebody, um, but but no, I mean this is ridiculous. The 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 the, the level of 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 money that City have spent 
and we discussed this off air, but you, you look at Manchester City and you say, okay, this is not a team that, that really has what you could call quote-unquote role players. Like, to my mind, the, the, the maybe the biggest quote role player they have is Phil Foden. Like, that's the dude that would qualify as as – uh, 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 a role player, if you will. Kevin De Bruyne, standout, you know? Uh, Fernandinho, absolutely essential to what Manchester City do. Uh, Bernardo Silva came over from Monaco, a stud, has turned into nothing but a stud. Riyad Mahrez, PFA Player of the Year. You know, Raheem Sterling speaks for itself. Leroy Sané speaks for itself. Sergio Aguero speaks for itself. Even you come back to defense, Laporte, absolutely ridiculous stud. John Stones, uh, same. Uh, even at the fullback position, you are talking about having spent $50 million on guys like Kyle Walker, on Benjamin Mendy. You're not exactly trotting out there with Licksteiner, okay? These are <laughs> studs at every possible position, and they struggled to beat Lyon. They struggled to tie Lyon. I, I mean, sure, yeah, Pep, you got a point, but come on, bro. If you think that game's tough, how's it going to be if you get to the final against the Barca? City still seem to have issues with, like, that high-intensity, high-pressure style in Europe. For whatever it is. I'm not saying that Lyon are anywhere near as good as Liverpool talent-wise, but they have some stylistic similarities. And City just, when 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 met with intensity, they sometimes have a very hard time keeping control of the game. Um, and that sounds silly because you know intensity, it makes it sound like oh. Any team that really gets up for it can beat them. No, because you can't drill a team to play this way in a week and expect them to, to pull it off. This is not a situation where um, where you're dealing with a side that just decided to, to you know, I, I, I fully admit to watching Lyon, but I'm going to assume that that style is very familiar to them. It's not something new. Um, because it didn't look like something new. It looked like a well, I mean, without, you know, giving them too much credit for a team where not maybe, you know, how many of their players would get in City's best 11? None. Um, you know, but I mean, full credit to them. They had a game plan, they executed it, and it worked. Um, the, the thing is, City are going to face better teams than that, playing stylistically similar. Have they fixed those issues that shipped them up against Liverpool? It's hard to say they have based on a performance like that, even though that we've seen them go to Liverpool this year in the league, play a good game, deserve to win, nearly win. It's, it's, it's hard to figure out what it is, what specifically is going on here that just seems to cause them problems in this environment. Um... I don't know if it's a lack of familiarity. They've played Liverpool a ton over the last two years, so they know each other pretty well by now. Same can't be said of Lyon. I don't know if it's just a, a lack of... You know, I have a hard time sitting here and saying that City ever don't take an opponent seriously considering how obsessive Guardiola is. Maybe it's a player mentality. I don't know. 
you know, I, it's, it's probably more than one I, reason. I have a hard time nailing it down, honestly. I, I think, I want to say that I don't think Guardiola would allow this, but I honestly do. Like, he, he's an arrogant dude. He 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 was full of himself as a player. He's full of himself as a coach. I and I'm not saying this negatively. I'm not. You have there is a certain amount of arrogance that you absolutely must have to reach the level that Guardiola has in every facet of his life. That this is this is not up for negotiation. You have to be arrogant because there's a certain amount of uh, there's a certain part of you that needs to step on the field and look at the guy across from you and say, I'm not going to beat you. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I am going to humiliate you. I am going to send you back home like the little chump that you are. You have to do that. You can have you, you can be reverent. You can there, there can be a certain amount of deference that, that you exhibit, but there is also a certain amount of arrogance that you're going to carry with you. And I think that there can maybe maybe it's not so much that Guardiola is like, ah, oh, we should beat these guys, but maybe it's I'm going to give you guys a little bit of trust. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of leeway and, and and understand that you guys understand what I am saying to you. You can't take your foot off the trigger, right, guys? Okay, well, go show me. Okay, you didn't do it. Now, guess what? We're going back to my way. And, and I think that that's maybe what happens with this city team. I think there's a little bit of leeway, a little bit of, uh, uh, what do you, I don't even know what you'd want to call it. Trust, I guess, would be the best word. Um, where Guardiola just, he, he, allows his players to step onto the pitch and win the game without having to say micromanage everything that they do. Do you think that these things serve as like the occasional wake up call for them? Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, we have a little bit of insight into that when, when, you know, you watch, uh, all or nothing, and you see him come back into the room after the Liverpool game, and it's just, um, you see this. I mean, I mean, you could say what you want about the City side, but under Guardiola in the last two seasons, in general, when they hit a patch of adversity, they respond really well to it. Yeah. They, they do. A game or two after it, they tend to, you know, it tends to be the kick in the butt that, that they need it. And, and you hope that this tie, I almost said loss, you hope that this tie sort of spurs them on because they do have Chelsea coming up. I like a loss. I mean, I think they're going to wreck Bournemouth at the weekend. Yeah. But I'm not worried about Bournemouth. It's yeah. Chelsea the following week that has my attention. But this, the, the thing is, they've gotten more up for domestic games, with the exception of Liverpool away. Like, they beat Chelsea last season. I know that Chelsea weren't as good last season under Conte, but they they beat Chelsea. Still away. beat them this year. Yeah, and they've beaten Chelsea this season already, albeit in a slightly unique setting. But the fact of the matter is, you know, even when they lost that Liverpool game last season, they responded within that Liverpool game. They fell 4-1 behind and damn near took a point. So we know that this is a team that, you know, the heads do drop sometimes within a single match. But they tend to respond well in the matches that follow. 
and I don't think this will be an exception. Um, you know, I look at Chelsea this season, they're very good, but they're beatable. I don't think they're as good as Liverpool when I watch them. Like Tottenham just took them apart last weekend. There are definitely vulnerabilities there to exploit. And when Hazard's not playing at his best, they can have real problems generating chances just in general. Um, so I'm not not worried about Chelsea, but I also think that, you know, they're going to be Bournemouth, and I think they're going to go into that game you know, have it with a good sense of what they need to do. Yeah. And maybe that's just me, but... I, I, I think they're going to have a good sense of what to do again in that Bournemouth game. I mean, we're they're a good team. I mean, they're not prolific. City have, you know, just about every... City are the better side. ...resource available, but... ...play the games, but, you know... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think Bournemouth is going... I don't think Bournemouth is necessarily going to be the challenge. I think the challenge, as we kind of talked about, is going to be when they hit these patches of of just a blistering number of games all inside of a week. How do they deal with that? I, we know there's likely going to be more injuries over the course of a season. That's just the way it works. But you hope that, that they'll be minimal uh, it won't affect City too terribly much, um, and it, it won't be at positions where where they're really limited. You know, I mean, this is where they slowed down as much as they slowed down at any point last season. But this is kind of where they slowed down last year, because yep. you know they had to hop and puff against a few teams. They had a hard time with Newcastle away. They took that game one and they. Very nearly lost away to Crystal Palace, and that was the prelude to the Liverpool game, where they just sort of got overwhelmed for a period of about 15 minutes. Um, and then they recovered, and that was basically it, until they hit that two-game stretch with Liverpool and Man United in April, by which point the championship, the uh, the league was decided already. So it's it's very much a case of, I think this is going to inevitably end up becoming the most dangerous point of Manchester City's season um, because of Chelsea away in there, um, a couple trips to Leicester in the League Cup in the league, and then that whole busy stretch gets capped off with Liverpool again, except it's at home this time. So I do think that we are entering into the most dangerous point of the season. If they rip through this without a problem, tch. I don't think anybody. I mean, I think they're going to win the league anyway, but if that happens, I really don't think anybody's catching them. And I think it might end up being a pretty significant distance between first and second again. But if a couple teams take points off them here in this stretch, you know, maybe we might have a race here. A lot will depend on the Liverpool game. But I think, I think that we are heading into the month of danger. If, if so, such a thing exists. And we'll learn a lot about this team in the next month. But right now, their domestic form, their purely their domestic form, looks better than it did last year. They haven't had the winning streak that they had last year. But they're just picking teams apart left and right. 
It's they, they, the, the games domestically where they've had to really huff and puff to blow a house down are almost non-existent. Newcastle at home, maybe. Tottenham away, maybe. But other than that, you know, Liverpool, they should have won. But that aside, it was that in their last few games, um, Southampton not even remotely a challenge. Man United, they didn't even have to play that well. West Ham, they didn't have to play that well. Burnley was not really a problem. You know, it's just, you look at the stretch of games against inferior opposition and they have made them look as inferior as they are. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> it, it really is, it really is a, 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 a sort of, I don't know, it, it's, it's one of life's great, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Idiosyncrasies. It, it, it truly is. Um, I did want to say though, we, we, we kind of blitzed past Liverpool and I just, you know, we, we talked to, oh, haven't we, we haven't even talked about Champions League yet. Should we? In general? Sure. We were going to take our five minutes to rip Liverpool a new eight. Yes. That's, that's a good place to, to, to start to wrap up on, I think. Pivot to Liverpool? A pivot to Liverpool. Because I think a lot of people, got ever so slightly ahead of themselves with the Liverpool worship. As they usually do. And it's, <laughs> it's usually people in Merseyside do. I'm not... I, normally, I, I, 90% of the time, I scoff at the city, anti-city media agenda talking point. Um, I think City have won more their fair share of praise over the last two seasons for their accomplishments on the pitch. Um, there's always going to be an undercurrent of, well, they didn't do it properly. And there's nothing we can do about that, and I've just sort of learned to ignore it. But there is absolutely a certain segment of the press that so badly wants a Liverpool title race every year that ultimately culminates in a Liverpool title win. I think, I think because of the story it would be... Um, and I think that that translates to a sort of sense of getting away from everything. Um, that, you know, it, it, this, this narrative develops. It's like, oh, look, Liverpool, they're going to do it. You know, they might do it this you year. You need to go outside. Um, and, and, and that leaves us at a point where I think Liverpool's chances were slightly overrated by the establishment, so to speak, at the start of the season. And I think what we're seeing, particularly in the Champions League forum, where they have lost three of their last four Champions League games, you know, they went away, lost to Napoli, beat Red Star Belgrade rather convincingly at home, then went to lose to Red Star Belgrade away from home, 2-0. Just an impressive loss. Like, I mean... For as, for as much criticism as we've levied at City over either their Lyon performances, I'd rather that than, you know, if City went away and lost to Red Star Belgrade, I'd be like, the hell? The hell's wrong with you people? And then they went away to lose to PSG, which is a lot more forgivable, but ultimately puts them in a really difficult spot in the Champions League, whereas they basically either have to beat Napoli 1-0 or win by two goals to go through. 
And they may well do that, but that's not going to be a slam dunk. And I'm just sort of assuming that PSG will have their way with Red Star Belgrade at home, um, giving themselves the three points and putting Liverpool in the situation where they have to either win 1-0 or buy two goals. Um, you know, their one advantage is they're at home, but frankly, they've put themselves in a really difficult spot. They have, they still haven't lost in the league, but we have seen the limitations of them away to Chelsea, away to Liverpool, at home to City, away to City lurking in a month. They have Everton this weekend. Liverpool has dominated that derby. I think they'll be okay, but Everton are playing pretty well right now. Um, you know, United coming out, we talked about that. They're probably going to win that game. Then you have the stretch with Wolves away. Wolves are not playing well right now, but they could be by the end of the month. Then you go ahead, and then they you have the trip to Man City. We're going to learn a lot about Liverpool in the next month, I think. The Champions League survival's on the line. They don't really have exceptionally tough away games. Burnley's not playing well. Bournemouth and Wolves, and then City. Um, but the fact of the matter is, someone pointed this out on Twitter, and I don't remember who it was, so I'm not crediting you because I don't like you. I'm not crediting you because I genuinely don't remember who it was, and I'm sorry about that. But I think someone suggested that if a point comes that Liverpool drop points and City continue to not drop points, the heads might drop a little bit because they've had to be near perfect just to keep up with City. And if they lose a game, that could be very temporarily deflating for them. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if, if you know, it's it's a game to City, uh, which, you know, would, would obviously carry a little more weight. Um, because it would, in the event that all things being equal, uh, yeah, uh, but, uh, I, I mean, if they drop the same amount of points leading up to that game and City win that game, then you were looking at what would become a five point gap between City and Liverpool at the new, uh, uh, as of the new year. And City are frankly going to have a enormously superior goal difference. Liverpool's yeah. attack hasn't been great this year. It's the defense, nope. remarkably. They only shipped five goals in 13 matches, but they've only scored two goals a game, 26 and 13. Sitting here at 40, as you alluded to earlier. Yep, and they've also only given up five. <laughs> yeah, so as Liverpool finally tighten things up defensively, but so does City. And... Mm. and and I think that they're they're just in a spot where this perfection that's been demanded of them for so long, if they lose it, like I'm interested to see where Chelsea go from here. Chelsea are all of a sudden in fourth. Tottenham passed them last weekend. So, I I think the thing that I'll be curious about, and again we we touched a little on this off air, but if Liverpool for some reason don't qualify for Champions League, if if they're Let's say that that Napoli parks one in on them and and Liverpool just can't get it done. Um, I will be curious exactly like because at that point City would have so much that they would have to navigate and Liverpool could be like you know what 
to hell with the other crap, dude. We we're shipping everything we have into winning the league. What do you? I mean, that's all they can. <laughs> they can go for domestic cups, but they they were thinking bigger than that. Yeah, I, would you even go with with a domestic cup? I mean, if it pops up in front of you, like if you take if you it, can afford to, but they, you know, prioritize. No, you got to keep the league close as long as you can if you're Liverpool. Uh, well, I, I, I just, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. If, if indeed. Liverpool. I, I, at this point, I like. I would love to see them knocked out just because it would make me giggle. Like, you guys didn't I, I even qualify. Them, I, I want to see them knocked out because I hate Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, I hate Liverpool. They have been at the forefront of all the self-induced quadruple talk this season. Mm-hmm. Why can't we win the quad? We're going to try and win the quadruple. Why can't we win the quadruple? Even sitting shy away from that, but Liverpool yeah. just embraced it. And now, you know, especially a year after they went to the Champions League final, which was supposed to signify some brand new dawn. And then the very next year, if they didn't make it out of the group stage, it it would be a nice reminder that perhaps that Champions League run last year um, made people think they were a little bit further along than they actually were. Yeah. And that's what I will, I would love to see happen. See, part of me wants them to get knocked out because I hate Liverpool more than any team in the, in the league. This is just where we're at, man. Um, I know I should hate United, but I kind of feel sorry for him at this point. Like there, I, I like, like, I know Jose's done things and they want to treble with Jose. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, I love that they called it a treble. The worst treble in the world. I. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the Kmart treble. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's like the. I know Jose got that done, but I feel the dollar. Yeah, the dollar tree, the dollar treble. Exactly. I, I just, I feel like I know they've placed recently and they've won some things, and it's like. Ah, uh, but maybe they just need like a manager that can just stabilize him. Not anybody that does anything amazing, but just, hey, dude, I'm not bipolar in the sense that one day I'm happy, the next day I'm pissed. Like, you know, a guy who can actually handle the job and, and it, it, I don't know, send him Manuel Pellegrini, damn it. Just send him Manuel Pellegrini and, and I, let Pellegrini. I personally would love nothing more than if Oh, that would make me... They're my favorite comedy show at the moment. They are. Like, with them and with, like, the Mark Goldbridge accompaniment, it's just, it's gold. It's perfect. I love it so much. I'll still... Oh, Phil Jones! It was written in the stars! Oh, yeah, that's probably... I, I, I really got a kick. That wasn't as funny. They didn't have... The the one liners weren't quite as good, but watching them watching them watch the derby was was a rather enjoyable experience. 
I yeah, I can't wait for uh I can't wait for the Derby this year. I I think I may pull up the Gold Bridge the, the, the first one was just I mean the third goal in particular just sort of sent them over the edge in terms of 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 of, of response. But I, I I really I really just I want to see more frustration out of them like I would be happy if Tottenham finished second. Like, let's get Liverpool out of there. Let's get them all out of there. I just, I almost want Liverpool to qualify just so they've got that extra, you know, hey, we've got more crap to do. Like, they can't, they can't, because I don't think that they're as far as they did. Not not on current form. Liverpool are going to have to hit a stride and and really accelerate forward if if they want to even come close to achieving the same kind of success that they did last year. It's going to have to start. I think, frankly, at this point, we're moving into an area where Liverpool are going to have to take points off City at City. Yeah, and and that if they lose that game five points in 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 January, it's not insurmountable. But how many points are City going to drop? And, yeah. And how many points are Liverpool going to drop? And can you really – is there really going to be a four-month period where Liverpool are five, six, frankly, if, if the goal difference holds up, where Liverpool are six points better than Manchester? And Liverpool beat the hell out of City in just about every opportunity that they had last and year. How many points were they behind, like 20? Yeah, so, so I mean – the, the the problem with this team is that they still find ways, <laughs> Red Star Belgrade, to lose to teams that they have no business losing to. Look, say what you will about City losing to Lyon. Yeah, okay, it's not Red Star Belgrade, all right? Like, maybe not, Shakhtar Donetsk isn't even as bad as Red Star Belgrade. So, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> We'll see what happens with Liverpool, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. Let us know what you think. Please. My last word on this subject is that I still am really quite comfortable where City are at this point in the season. Everything is laid out in front of them. They are probably going to finish first in their Champions League group, despite the Lyon problems. They're atop the league, and um, they're still in the League Cup, if you care about that. I don't, but if they can win it, great. That's my my figure on the domestic cups. It's just if you can, if you know, don't if it, if it happens, it. Along, if yeah, it happens, cool. I like yep. the history of winning the FA Cup. I would never prioritize it, but cool. Go for it. Yeah, um, Capital One Cup. Woo! Won't <laughs> any of those lately. Um. So, do you have anything to add here to close us out? Oh, um, I guess. Uh, no, I, I was going to say we need to talk about transfers for a hot second, but there's really no need. Yeah, I, I'm not, there's time. We'll have time. Yeah, we have a month before the window opens. Yep. Um, and we don't really have an overabundance of information at this yeah, particular point. We keep hearing different things, and so maybe by the time we record next, we will have heard some other different things that will allow us to go off of. Yeah, other uh, than Chester Evening News article. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for listening. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We are sponsored by Blog Talk Radio slash Spreaker. I did it. Did it. I did it. Um, finally, after about twenty episodes. 
So we will talk to you again soon. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, as I said. Follow us on Twitter at America Citizens. And um, we, will, we will definitely, I, I, I figure we'll talk before the, the the Chelsea game becomes a thing. They've Absolutely. Two games before it, they've got Bournemouth, and then they tri- have, have a trip to Watford midweek next week. Um, so we'll we'll talk to you before the Chelsea game. Um, until then, have a great week. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again soon, everybody. Thanks, Jason. Hey,